That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Welcome, everybody, to the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is a man that when you take a photo with him, folks, you have to stand at least six feet away from him, JC. JC, thanks for being socially distant with us. Yeah, get those freaking unwashed masses away from me, man. Like, come on. Like, I'll pose in any picture you want, but I need my space. He needs his space. And maybe yeah. sometimes, maybe sometimes, if you're a mouth breather, you should stand six feet away from JC. Just saying. <laughs> Please, especially if you have bad breath. No one wants bad, your bad breath. Nobody wants. So anyway, we've got a lot of wrestling to talk about. Some positive, some negative. Everything's going on here. Yeah, uh, this week, I will say off the rip, this isn't going to be a heatless week anymore. We got through the honeymoon phase, but now we're back into the nitty gritty. And, you know, I know we both got some complaints, but we'll get there. Oh, absolutely. We'll get there. But I obviously have to start every single time. We start this show in the shine, much like Mandy Rose, as you say. So, JC, you're Mr. Positivity. I'm going to let you start off with the most positive things you can come uh, well come up with, I guess, this week for the Jobber Knocker. I'm proud to be an American where the United States title is defended and treated like a top title and a champion worthy of this country, Bobby Lashley. Picked up Champa and put him in his grave. That match was awesome, WrestleMania. I loved it. I loved everything about this. They've done a great job of presenting this title as a top title the last two weeks. As we've seen, Bobby Lashley is one of the top stars in the company, the one of the most popular baby faces going on. Uh, the last two weeks, they have uh, WWE has gone above and beyond to make Champa look like a badass. And even though the man lost, this match was awesome. This was by far my favorite thing of the week. It felt like a true pay-per-view worthy type match, a main event type match. And I think that's good for the title and both parties involved. I did like the fact that uh, they had him wear the Harley Race robe. They made it the first United States champion, Harley Race, which was obviously a nice little nod. They gave him, I don't know if it was the exact robe or they made a replica or whatever, but it looked really cool. It looked good on him, you know? And that's cool. It's a bit of more pomp and circumstance for someone that, in all intents and purposes, if you're going to be a sports entertainer, needs a little pomp and circumstance, at least in my opinion. Uh, so I was excited to see that happen. But the one thing I will say very much that I, I enjoyed was they made a lot of falsies. They made a lot of things happen here. They had the turnbuckle pad pulled off. Uh, you thought he was going to beat him with the knee several single times. And then he just, he got in the hurt lock and, and the crowd erupted and the Miz got thrown out. It was just like everything you could throw at this was very much sprinkled in ingredient where I, excuse me, ingredient wise. And it was fun. It was a good time. And Bobby Lashley, I think single-handedly becomes the best baby face in WWE. After this, I think. Yeah, he's, he's definitely up there. I think the only one that really, I mean, obviously Drew and Bianca would probably be the other two that you'd look at at this point in time uh, with Cody on the shelf. But it's definitely those three, I think, are the definitive top three baby faces by far uh, in the company. And, you know, we, we've seen the things that obviously, like, we make the jokes about the Tribal Cup. 
uh, cuck. Tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. But it's a serious thing. Like, he has taken both those world titles hostage, especially for Raw, because Roman usually only shows up on SmackDown. So Raw has been kind of in this weird territory without a world title. So they have really relied on Lashley and Bianca as champions, but also, like, superstars like the Seth Rollins or the AJ Styles or the Mizzes to help really elevate the show in general. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, 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 for the second week in a row with the U.S. title, I loved how they're doing this. They're using it as the de facto number one title on Raw right now. Lashley's the perfect guy for it. I'm curious what happens next, because obviously, like, this feud with Lashley appears to be over. Obviously, AJ and Miz uh, still have their thing going. Uh, that was actually the main event of the show based off this match, but I am curious what's next for not only the U.S. title and Bobby Lashley, but also for Tommaso Ciampa. I think Ciampa, they made a comment. I don't know if you heard it when Corey Graves was doing the commentary. He made a uh, do-it-yourself... Uh, so... You know, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. So it's going to happen at some point because look, it, it's pretty obvious. Elephant in the room. Like, look at the people who have come back so far in WWE and the ones rumored to come back. It's all the ones that pretty much haven't been signed seem to be making their way back. And we kind of knew when they did a lot of these releases the last couple of years that, like, the door was always open for almost anyone to come back. Obviously, a good chunk of them signed with AEW. Unfortunately, it's a lot of the ones that I would prefer to have back, but we'll get into that later. Um, but so Gargano and Candice, obviously the timing worked out where, you know, they're having a kid. But, you know, sooner rather than later, I think they're going to make their way back. And I think WWE makes a ton of sense. And obviously a storyline with Champa. obviously now with what happened at the end of Raw, also involves uh, Gargano. And uh, so there's a lot of ways they can do it. And as we saw with the whole Cody Seth thing, uh, Corey Graves was laying the groundwork for months with all the hints about Cody. It's not by mistake. He's a smart guy. They know what they're doing. Stuff like that is fun. And it's something we've seen really, especially in NXT when Triple H had his stamp on that. So now we're starting to see it on the main roster. These little clues along the way. Uh, so Nestlemania. You probably want to go to the main event next. Obviously, AJ Miz. I thought it was a fun match. AJ won, but the headline is what happened after. So uh, I wish we still had the music so I could do a little wiggle. But I think the detective could be making a weekly comeback at this point. I am. I'm excited. I actually. Here's the thing. So uh, I shouldn't say this in public because in case somebody wants me to do it. But I was thinking I'm going to invest in a bunch of novelty hats. Right. I'm going to have the detective hat. For when we do the detective segments, I'm gonna get a conductor hat for the woo woo Von Von Wagon, and then I'm gonna get like other hats like genies for hopes and stuff because I think that'd be kind of fun. But but get back to the detective part of this, you know, da da da. I couldn't get more excited for this. I'm like, oh, I love this shit. There's the fucking thing in the background with a car accident. It's a jet black car. That's cool. Nobody's really talking about it. It's due dropping Nikki uh, Nikki Ash, excuse me. And I think some other people, you know, to fill up the room. And they framed it a specific way, so you knew it wasn't a real, like, thing. And then, of course, we go back to the KO thing where it was frantic backstage. And there was, again, them getting, uh, I'm sorry, not that one. The, the one after was, was the Bailey, uh, the six women, talking about stuff. You see that getting kind of towed in the background. I think it's all connected. And then, of course, at the end, we get the main event. We have some random person being arrested, which uh, we find out is Dexter Loomis, which uh, we could have given him a, a comeback because... We have a soft spot for Dexter Loomis. Hmm. Thumbs up. He's all right. He's great. Uh, he, yeah. he, he is what he is. You know what I mean? That's exactly. But yeah. And this is the type of yeah. stuff of what makes him interesting. Right. And I, here's the thing. Yeah. In NXT, I don't think that would fly for very long. 
but you could get a lot of mileage out of a raw. Well, I think we saw it. We saw it with him. Like, he was a really cool thing. He kind of peaked. The index thing was awesome. They probably had a little more run with that, but it obviously got cut short. But, yeah, so now they kind of had to do it in a different way, again, on the main roster. Because um, he's perfect for the type of, like, he gives you that weirdness, that mystery stuff, but also, like, he really brings in the entertainment uh, portion of it. So I think that's something that, I mean, I've loved the Triple H era for the most part so far, but he definitely has put a lot more emphasis on the uh, – pro wrestling side versus the sports entertainment side. So having stuff like this mixed in, I think is good, especially in this three hour show. So it doesn't feel the same every week. And I think that, you know, the R-Truths of the world, the the Dexter Loomis's of the world, those guys carry in a lot of their unsung heroes, in my opinion, for a formula that works with Raw specifically. I mean, you can get away with SmackDown wrestling, 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 hopefully seven minute tribal cuck, whatever. But on Raw, you need to fill those bottom of the hours, and those guys, to me, I want to see less 24-7 title. I want to see more of these people that can really— Well, you've seen a lot less of that title. <laughs> right, 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 and we can talk about that at some point, too. But the one thing I am curious about is where does this go? I think it's all connected, right? The, the, here's, here's my theory. I think I said it last night, but here's what I think is they're going to say is that he, he broke out of some mental institution, stole a car, crashed it, somehow was trying to get to the ring, and he's arrested— He's going to be stalking somebody, and it's patented. Great way to introduce a background character, a second-tier character, who probably has a ceiling of mid-card at best, but super interesting. And he, like I said, he's a palate cleanser. We always talk about this in the program. You need something to switch gears from serious to not-so-serious to creepy to wrestling. You got to do it. You got to, you, you can't go... Wrestling, 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 wrestling to me. You can't. It, you lose everybody. You don't, 100%. You don't lose anybody if you, you downshift and then you gear shift into the main event and stuff like that. That's how you get people to stick around for that amount of time. So for me, I think it's a great portion of it. I'm curious to see if he's going to go after AJ Styles, if he's going to go after Champa, if he's got... So Here's the thing that I think works off right off the bat. This is where my detective hat went on. I kind of think for some reason it's The Miz. I don't oh, yeah. know why, but I think the Miz, Miz and Dexter not wrestling, but Miz and 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 and, and Dexter doing things that makes high entertainment. Miz doesn't get hurt. Miz can probably drag Dexter, you know, through a, a WWE style match, in my opinion. And he's no slouch either, and in no comparison. But the Miz can upgrade him in a way that will work. And Miz plays to everybody's positives, and I. I that to me seems like I could see Maurice running away. I could see Champa getting involved. I can see Gargano being involved on the other side. You can see things just percolating all together. And this and I and again, it's a great way to put your toe in it, right? Because then you could get Loomis, Gargano, Loray versus Champa, the Miz, and Maurice. You know, not that I want to see a six-person tag, but it'd be super interesting for me. I think. And I think it'd be it'd be pretty cool. Uh, it also led to the best joke uh, on the internet this week where uh, Lewis was fighting through the crowd to try to tell AJ Styles that the world is indeed not flat. So I, I like that because I thought it was funny because as we know, AJ is a little bit of a flat earther. Uh, you know, not everyone's perfect, but speaking of perfect, there were some great wrestling this week. I had another marquee match on Raw that I really enjoyed, another marquee match on SmackDown. Um, I love Balor Ray once again. Obviously, the highlight at the end was uh, Ripley destroying Dom and wearing a I'm Your Poppy shirt uh, and carrying his carcass to the rain all battered. Uh, so I thought that was an absolute blast. I mean, the Judgment Day is kind of like still kind of hovering and like kind of like eh 
right now, but at least like anything Ripley and Dom makes it interesting. And finally, Balor, I thought, got a big win over a legit competitor. Yeah, look, I was excited to see Balor win. I like all the Gaga. I'm a big fan of, I'm sorry, I'm a big fan of the Gaga, obviously. So obviously when it happened, I was thinking this is great. Um, seeing some whatever blood on Dom was good. I also want to back up a moment because I think the promo with Edge backstage where he shoved him, I was like, look at this. Dom Mysterio with an ounce of character. He's got some hair on his chest. Yeah, he's got he's got some balls. You know, like I was I was I was actually excited to be like, okay, hey, like he's upset. He's showing emotion. He's emoting. He's not a robot, Mysterio. He's an actual Mysterio. He's emoting. He's emotion. His emotion. If I could find a way to take emotion in Mysterio, make it one word, like I can't do it. It's just not going to work. But you get what I'm saying. He's a robot. Emoterio. Booyaka, booyaka. Booyaka, booyaka. Yeah, he, he's a robot for the most part. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. But the fact that he shoved him and Edge was still kind of like, hey, I still got your back, Ray. Hey, I know. I understand. I want to I wanna entice you for a second, JC. Right? Now, we, we, don't, we don't really talk about dirt sheets on this program because we're allergic to them. But I would like to live in a fantasy world for a moment, if you will indulge me. Uh, we heard rumblings that uh, the, the Judgment Day were supposed to be supernatural. Right? That's probably not going to happen with Triple H because Triple H probably lives in the world of, you know, realism. But here's what I would think. That was a Vince McMahon thing, I would think, right? So oh, now, yeah. so here's my, here's my thing. Edge could have gone to Triple H and said, okay, old man's gone. Can we go back to the original idea of what the Judgment Day was? And Edge could potentially be working as a double agent here. Well, 100%. And I think, I think, that, I think the 100%. And I think that Mysterio is going to get fucked. Because I think what is going to end up happening here is not only is Edge going to screw with Rey Mysterio, Edge is going to take Dominic with him and 100%. guide him. And it's just like, I'm looking at this going to myself, I know Dominic doesn't have it in him. You know, like, if his dad wasn't there, he'd have a harder path. You know what I mean? But because his dad's there... He is getting. I think it's also pretty hard hard with his dad because it's the constant comparisons. Honestly, if he would have came up through NXT and did his own thing and did it, it might have honestly been easier for him. He's getting bigger opportunities faster, but I don't think that necessarily makes it easier. If anything, I think it makes it harder. But no, I think this like I think this is the most obvious outcome. Like with the edge thing being like out your back, it's so obvious. Blah blah blah. Like it just they're making it almost too obvious, which makes me think something else might happen here. But I think like Dom turning on him and edge like still being part of it and ray just you know as you said being on his own uh i that feels like the most likely scenario now but i wouldn't be surprised if there's another twist here because as we've seen over the history with triple h's launch term booking like there's always a lot extra twist or turn you don't see coming so i'm hoping it's more of that because i think they have made it pretty obvious at this point but either way i think it's intriguing Mm -hmm. it's something more than what it uh was for a while so they took something that was cool at first kind of got meh and now they're kind of revitalizing it a little bit i will say this much i I, in the world that we live in i think mysterio would kibosh a full turn from dom so i think it'll be one of those things where like dom won't hit his dad you know what i mean but he'll still not he won't agree with his dad you know what i mean like it's one of those it'll be a slow burn if it'll, it'll be one of those things where it's like he won't actually strike his dad but he will align with somebody else and he'll try to talk some sense into his son you know what I mean so that's the way I look at it but it it is intriguing to me because Edge has a lot of tendencies and when I was watching him yesterday I was like I 
he's just a heel. He comes off like a heel anyway, so let's just make him a heel. He's not a baby face. He's not a good, nice guy. It's like yeah. he's, it's like you just don't trust him. He doesn't look or sound like a guy you trust. No. I agree with that. So. Uh, the, the other match I was referring to was on SmackDown. It was the first match of the show. And that was pew, 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 pew versus Happy Corbin. Uh, you know, the, whenever these two get together, Pants Tent City for me, as uh, some of our friends would say. Uh, and I absolutely, I love when these guys fight. It's just a fun match. They have great chemistry. And uh, Ricochet got the big win because he's another guy that, since he lost the title, kind of hasn't been around. So I thought this was a, a big win against a guy who, you know, they're clearly breaking down again because uh, he's going to evolve yet again like Corbin always does. So uh, I enjoyed this yet again. I had to add to the uh, Telestrator. I thought that was a nice little thing there with the crotch and the drawing and the kick. What do you say if it, if it goes in for the kick, he gets the whatever. But he said something about the nutsack. It was great. So the Telestrator was great. Another ad, the kicking the ball into the crowd, adding participation for Ricochet, you know, kind of, sort of. I think that's a great way to have Osmosis getting Ricochet attached to a McAfee, even if only for a moment. Great. Uh, and the Corbin match like we talk about. Corbin, little guy. Corbin, little guy, it's an equation that does not miss, in my opinion. You cannot miss with a Corbin match in general. But with a little guy, and I'm, I'm not saying little guy, a littler than him guy, which is everybody, it works. Cruiserweight. You can it, works. Cruiserweight. it works. And I, I'm excited for it. I think that Corbin is doing his best work right now. I really do. And besides the, you know, the b- bum-ass Corbin. That it's hard because I think he's been on a run, I think, for three or four years where he just, like, he's been consistently one of their top guys. It's just if they need him to be or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like he's the ultimate plug-and-play, like the Miz, the Sami Zayn's, the KOs. Like, they're all cut from the same cloth. All right. Anything else? Uh, so my last piece is kind of a transition because I think it is shine because it was cool and unexpected, and most people enjoyed it. So do you have anything else before we get there? Uh, let me d- double-check here. I I, uh, <laughs> I did like, I don't know how you feel about this, but I just want to put this in here as two cents for Nestle. Excuse me. I love how Jay Uso is treating Sami Zayn. I yes. I love that little dichotomy. I love the idea of Jimmy's doing whatever. Like, I'm trying to talk to you. Oh, shit, I forgot about the text. Blah, blah, blah. Go check out. But Jay but is just, just like, straight mean mugging. fuck you. Like, and somebody <laughs> made a great comparison. It was like, Roman yelled at, at Jay, right? And now Jay is acting as if he's Roman talking down to Sami Zayn, which could be interesting here. I think that's a cool dynamic that we don't necessarily get into. And it sparked something in me a lot, like looking at this entire landscape of everything, because Sami Zayn could be, in a way, a sympathetic figure if he's done correctly here. And I think that's really, really cool. So I just wanted to say that very quickly before we get into other stuff. Um, as I'm looking around, looking around, uh, I think we're good. I, I don't think there's anything that I would probably go out of bounds here for. All right, go ahead. Uh, it's the name of the show title right there at the bottom of the screen. Fall and Pray. I mean, Karrion Cross surprise return. Uh, there wasn't, like, this was something that we felt like, again, like we mentioned off the top, like, this was someone who the door felt open, like, when the timing was right to come back. And obviously with Triple H taking over, this was one of his babies, one of his pet projects. I feel like it just happened a lot quicker than it would have. And uh, Triple H put him in a position to make him look like they want him to look. Uh, he comes out, he attacks McIntyre, beats the shit out of him, and him and Scarlett pretty much warn Roman Reigns. So I think it's cool the way they're treating him, but uh, we can transition to the heat if you would like. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV, get him off my TV, because guess what? He comes back fantastic, looks great, has great hair, she's back, we're all excited for that, but then the bell has to ring. 
The bell has to ring, folks, and he puts us to sleep. Karrion Cross. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, Karrion Cross not... does not excite yeah. me in the ring. Outside of it, promos, uh, presentation. Presentation's fucking, A+. Plus. Five fucking stars, you know? But, like, you get to a point where he's in the ring, no thank you. No fucking thank you. I, I, I literally, here's the thing. I know we give Mac a hard time. We really do. We do give a Mac a hard time. And my buddy Tony, Tony Spencer, came up with this, not me, so I wanted to make that. He goes, Drew McIntyre was our pandemic champion. There's a reason why we as a society do not want to cheer for this man because we don't want to associate the pandemic with anything good. So it's hard to associate some people with, you know, well, I mean, then you look at Moxley, and he's still one of the most over things. So well, I don't know Moxley's that different. He was he was Moxley. He was before. the pandemic champion too. Yeah, they but that was not his first championship. That was not his first championship. It's always you always remember matter. your first. But anyway, back to the original Do point you? here. I, I mean, did you forget your? Oh, never mind. Anyway, that's another day. Uh, so look, we get into this thing. Carrying cross for me in NXT. Not exciting, right? Like again, the presentation. You were was you cool. were a hater. I was less of a hater, but I was always kind of like. There's potential there. There's, just he's definitely gonna be fine. Like I'm, I'm on my island. I get that. Like he's a main roster act for yeah, sure. Absolutely, I think he's good. I think he can get better. His presentation will always be good, but it's just like immediately thrusting him to Ray and Drew drains and Drew. It just feels like he's not even close to that level yet. And again, it was a good debut because it made him feel that way. But uh, oh wow, that's a comment. Mike Stupa. <laughs> Saying Moxley is the worst thing in wrestling. Wow. History of wrestling. This is the history of wrestling. History of wrestling. Wow, so you like the Shockmaster better than Moxley. That's a take. That's a take right there. Yeah. Uh, So thank you, Mike, for that one. That was, uh, that might be, (laughs) I might put them in the annals of historical takes here. But uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Drew needs, Lefty519 says, Drew needs to win at Clash of the Castle. I agree. But he he probably should. That's not now. When? Yeah, exactly. He needs to. I agree with you 100%. But here's the thing. He's probably going to get cashed on, on by, by uh, A-Town Down. A-Town Down not see Theory. Again until that show, exactly. So. They're going to make you forget yeah. about him, and that's the part yeah. that's going to make me nervous. It's going to make me absolutely nervous. But I agree with you. Drew should win because I think it's Drew's time. Like, he's done enough. It's his time. And, and honestly, he deserves, he deserves the crowd. He deserves the crowd. He'll do a good job. He just had, a, in my opinion, he had a bad luck streak with that pandemic. How about thing. this WrestleMania? Theory cashes in during the match, and him and Drew pin Roman at the same time, and they each take a title, and we're back to how he should be. I just, I just, I don't know, like, so <laughs> the internet would explode. create another megastar in the process. I agree. I I, I totally agree. He'll I mean, never get a, re- the only way he gets a reaction, yeah. the best reaction possible will be a clash. Absolutely. Cast. And I agree. Hometown I, win, it's, so. a, it's a, you know, and I, but we know that the Vince, the logic would be you losing your hometown or your hometown or your home country, whatever, home state. So, I mean, I am curious to see what happens here with that. Uh, Clash is very interesting to me. A lot of, uh, you know, overseas talent hopefully gets a lot of, you know, time over there because that's what sells. Um, I'm still thinking the theory theory. Like, it is, to me, that seems like the Mac the wins le- get the, the If we don't see him until then, yeah. then it's highly likely, like, they'll give Drew his moment. Yeah. The, what's, like, the Triple H special. The watermark will go yeah. up. And then A-Town, down. Yep. And I, then or, you, or maybe that's when Cross comes out, sure, beats the piss him. out of yep, Drew, exactly. and then you get the A-Town Yeah, down. that's fine. I would so. love that too. I think that's wonderful. I think, But here's the issue with carrying Cross for me is his move set to me, like he can be a destructive force. That's cool. But there's nothing when I look at him that actually, like if I was in the room with him, I'd fear him, sure. But as a viewer, I don't fear him. Like I'm not sitting there going, hey, this guy's a badass. Like 
I, there's something about him that doesn't make me feel like he's a badass. And I'm sure he is. But I don't know if it just seems like the strikes are unintentional or if he's he's safe, which is not, not something to complain about. But there's something that doesn't translate to me as a fan when I'm watching him. It takes me out of it. And I don't well, I, I can't put my finger on it. And it bothers I think, me. I think we kind of talked about it with this feud with Keith Lee at NXT, like it's so we get this a lot when you treat these like guys who are like they're like normal size, like as monsters, when you put them next to someone who actually is gigantic. It's hard for them to be more menacing and their act becomes less believable. So like Karrion Cross is definitely smaller than Drew. He's probably smaller than Roman. You know, he's probably like the Miz's size. So you put him like he looks great when he's beating the shit out of Johnny Gargano. But when he starts to face some of these bigger guys, like it's less believable. Mm. Uh, Lefty says here, Triple H put the championship back on Balor within a year or two. I hope so. I hope so. But uh there's if a lot they of, split them again, there's a good chance. If they don't split them, yeah, there's no chance. That's a, that's an excellent point. And, of course, our boy Mike with hot takes today saying wrestling is the least important part of pro wrestling. Uh, I don't disagree with that, No, honestly. we all agree that... The, I don't know uh, if it's the least important, but it's not the most important. Well, Triple H, Triple H did have an interview with uh, Logan Paul, and uh, I don't know if our boy, uh, the backcracker, well, at least your boy. He's not my boy. He's a piece of trash. Uh, oh, shots fired. So he actually said, my earphones make me look like a small human being. I'll have you know that Logan Paul, with his interview and Triple H, have the exact same headphones, and they look just fine. So You want a cookie? No, I'm just telling him, back off. Back off and let me do my job. That's all. That's all. Anything else heat-worthy you'd like to talk about? Because I don't think Oh, we, we got plenty. Um, I, I, We're going to go to the women's. It just depends where do you want to go. Uh, why adventure. don't we... Let's talk about the tag team tournament. Okay. You got right. WrestleMania. You got that up here. I feel like we have a little imagery because I saw this bracket and I was underwhelmed. Like I just like, it just, this was like, wow. Like this is, so you're looking at it. It's like, okay, Dana, Tamina, whatever. They're going to lose to Kai I'll and uh, Sky, uh, we'll which they one. did. Um, and then uh, Alexa, Oscar, just the hodgepodge. Cause that's what they're feuding uh, against Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, which I have a hot take on them. Then Raquel and Aaliyah, which uh, I'm all for. Great, great, but come on. Shotzi and Zaya, like, you kidding me? And then we get to the, the biggest one. Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. First off, what? what? <laughs> Second of all, like, why not just a real tag team, like Toxic Attraction? Yeah. Instead of this two, like, it's like, I'm not going to say the Joe Stopper's nickname for it because it was pretty mean, but it's just like, this feels like a cheap pop with Nikita. And then like, hey, we're trying to make Zoe Stark a thing so more people than Guthrie like her. But no one gives a fuck. And then, of course, you have Natalia, who did actually was part of a tag team, but she's fighting for the title. So it's like, oh, you get Sonya Deville. It's like, this bracket is a joke. Yeah. This is a joke. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at this bracket. Obviously, we had the first round last night, or one of the matches from the first round. So I don't know where this is going to end up. Uh, obviously, we know that it's probably going to be EO and Dakota in the finals. Um, I would think so. They're going to win the whole damn thing, in my opinion. And is that then, who you think's going to win? Who do you want to win? All right. Well, that's a very good question. I. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I would love for them there's to win. There's one real tag. There's Well, I guess there's two if you're going to count Dakota. Like, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. are the real tag team. I don't know when this culminates, but if the finals was at Clash of the Castle, they're both from over there. I think that would be cool, but I'm guessing the finals might not be at Clash of the Castle, so that's why I'm having a tough time. I, uh, look, I, I look at this here. If I, if I was booking this and everybody would go, oh, God, please don't have Nestle do this. But here's my thing, right? So Sky and Dakota Kai in the finals, right? So you look at the lower part of the bracket for those listening that can't see it. The lower part is Bliss and Asuka versus uh, Nikki, A's, Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. I would love to see Dewdrop and A.S.H. win because we'll have, we'll have some type of chicanery from uh, Bailey and company controlling that. 
I would think. But I, it seems more likely that Asuka and Bliss would win so that we can, you know, preview that six-woman tag that I won't oh. care about. Um, but it is what it is. And I would assume that Dakota Kai and, like I said, Sky win that side of the bracket. On the other side, Natalia and Sonya Deville should technically go to the finals, at least in my opinion, when I look at the rest of these four. I think Raquel and Aaliyah versus Natalia and Sonya makes sense sure. in the second round match. But here's the thing that Cody, not Cody, excuse me, that um, Graves said specifically, and he goes, there's a lot of questions with Nikita and Zoe Stark, and all I could think about was, those motherfuckers are going to get to the finals. They, I don't understand why, but they're going to get to the finals. Because what they're trying to do here, if you look very closely, at the top of the bracket, they have, uh, I believe that's uh, Raquel and Aaliyah. They're trying to duplicate Cora and Raquel again, and essentially in some weird fashion here. And then somehow the hodgepodge of uh, Shotzi and Zaya, which again, I love both of them. But together, what are we doing? No fucking clue. It just... I, Honestly, I feel like all of this is going to happen. Dakota Kai and Sky are going to hold their championships high, and then it's boss time. They're going to come out, and it's just going to be like, we're the real ones. That's what people want, and honestly, that's that's what this tag division needs because looking at this, this is so underwhelming. I will have a hope about maybe a different uh, women's tag team because this is like, yeah, like look it. We want these titles back. We're all for it, but it's just like – Oh, Nelly, I looked at this bracket. I'm like, this is rough. I'm like, if you, if you threw like a, the toxic attraction team in here, which like, obviously I don't know if Gigi's ready for the main roster. I think JC Jane's ready, but so I can understand that, them not doing no. that, but it just like JC's a much better wrestler. She's a much better promo. I love Gigi. Believe uh, me, but, but G- it's Gigi's not even been close. wrestling a lot longer. It, do- it doesn't matter how long you've been wrestling. Nestle. <laughs> it doesn't matter in that case. She underwhelms um, me. That's all. Yeah, well, you're just not you're not attracted to her. That's all. That's why you like her less. It's okay, but she's definitely the more talented of the two. It's not even close. All right, are we done with but, this? Can I get this off my screen? Yeah, this is this is a pretty shitty tournament. I think we agree. But I hope you drop a Nikki Ash win because they're an actual tag team, and uh, I would love for this to culminate a Clash of the Castle and them to get a moment. I think that'd be cool. I think that's cool too. But the one thing that I really, really, really want to know is, can you put them in the you know at the Clash of the Castle? Uh, sorry, cla- class. I uh, can't even talk. Clash of the Castle. There we go. Uh, can you put them in there? Like, I feel like if you look at first round, they only had one match last week. Or the, sorry, Monday. So then I assume on on Friday it'll be one match. So that'll be, we have two more next week. I don't know. I yeah. mean, like. So Clash of the Castle is like three weeks away. Oh, okay. Three or four weeks away. Yeah, no, okay. it's, uh, so we got plenty of time. But I did, they haven't really said. And since that six-woman tag is at Clash of the Castle, I'm assuming this this might be the Monday after or the Monday before. Because I, I think it'll probably, I agree, it'll probably be Kai and Sky. I think that makes the most sense um, in terms of everything. Um, but we'll see. I just, I, I wouldn't mind a little twist there because I think that'd be cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm also curious, uh, since it's kind of related, what you thought of the opening segment of Raw? Because I know a lot of people were praising it, but I don't know, man. That one was that was a pretty tough watch. It was very clunky. I I appreciate what they're trying to do, and yes. I and I appreciate Bailey trying to do everything, and then you know making the save. The I'm gonna say this, and I know it's gonna come off incorrect, but I, I just want to say it the way that I'm gonna do it because it makes more sense to me. When I see the three of them, right? When I see Bailey, I see EO, I see Dakota. I'm like, this is fucking awesome, right? Agreed. But when I, but for some reason, I don't, I'm not buying into the look. I like, to me, they just seem like three individuals. They're not necessarily feeling like they are a team yet. They don't feel like there's a single cause just yet. And I know it's really, really, very, you know, in the infancy of things. 
But you can harken back to the Shield. You can harken back to different groups that have a similar look. I feel like EO not wearing the yellow and black, to me, is, is throwing me off a little bit. I feel like I, if they're going to be a tag team, I want to see Dakota and EO wear something like color scheme similar. Bailey could be the manager wearing the same color to intricate. Just those things to me make a team, make a, make a statement. And then you get to the promo, which again was clunky with the three women trying to do what they could. Obviously, there was less of a script, I assume, so there was less of a net. And it happened. And then, of course, the other three parade themselves out. Clearly, Bianca's over like bonkers. Uh, and then it was like they were trying to let Asuka talk. They are trying to let Bliss get a line in. I don't buy Bliss with the other two. It, it's, it's the best of a bad situation. We have this brawl for, you know, whatever reason, and we're scheduling this six-woman tag for Clash of the Castle. I love all six of these women. I don't give a shit about this match. You know, like... Like we're on the same page. Like there. I just, I look at this and I go like, I love women's wrestling. Give me a women's, you know, title match. Give me a women's tag title match. Give me a women's match that has meaning. I don't think this match has meaning to me. It just seems like, oh, we all, we all just stood at the entrance way at SummerSlam. Now we're coming after you. And it was supposed to be Becky Lynch and it's bliss now, but bliss was supposed to go after the tag, like the, the world title. It just, to me, it seems like I know they're just doing whatever, but it's just hard. It's, it's, it's hard because it feels like it's being a little forced on us. And I, I don't like that. I, I don't want to have to think when I'm watching wrestling. I want to enjoy. And I felt like this made me think right off the bat. And that put me in a bad mental state trying to enjoy three hours of wrestling. Yeah, no, it was definitely like as amazing as Raw was last week. We knew it couldn't replicate that is what it is. Like this week was a lot clunkier. And yeah, like the start, I'm glad I'm not alone with that because obviously I just feel like people love these three women. So even if they go out there and do a subpar performance, they're going to praise them, which I understand that you're fans. It's fine. But like as someone who like, I love all those three women too. I, they're three of my favorites, but I was just like, that segment wasn't good. It just wasn't. And people need to take off their rose colored glasses every now and then and just, you know, only wear them for Mandy Rose because she never does anything wrong because she's a measuring stick. But this was this was definitely a down. But I again I agree. I I think these three will succeed, but it just this week it was tough and then it was kind of like a wet fart when they're like six women tag. I was like, Oh, so we're just delaying this feud. Okay. Right. Yeah. And of course Lefty had something here I wanted to put up that Ripley should be raw champion by uh Mania, which I don't disagree. She uh, might be that there sooner because I think she still makes the most sense to the throne Bianca, but it's just like, I think they kind of like where she is right now. So they're saving that for later in the year. I mean, I could totally see her winning at the rumble and holding it all the way to mania season and someone, you know, taking it off of her. Um, Cause Rhea is great. You know, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea can play with the big boys too. Like she does a great job. She's very believable. So I, 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 I'm always a Rhea Ripley fan. Um, and Rhea Bianca is a plug-and-play money yeah, feud, so yeah. they have that once again to go to it sometime. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to just point out very quickly that Nakamura beat Ludwig again. I just thought that was kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? Again, I love Ludwig, but like, they, uh, let's, uh, we get it. Like We're getting it on He's Smackdown already finally. dead! You know, it's like, I just know. stop. It's, and we're getting Gunther uh, Nakamura early, which, who knows, maybe it'll be a schmoz and they'll kick it back to Clash of the Castle, but I believe that's scheduled for SmackDown this week. So. so there's something that we haven't talked about. We haven't addressed the elephant in the room, JC. It was the other woman's thing that I was referencing, okay. yeah. Okay, I, I feel like I would... Do you want me to go first, or would you prefer to... to, um, to I, I'll just say a quick mention. It's like, right. you know what? First off, Daniel Bryan was right. Fickle. As we know, 
we talk about this with wrestling fans all the time. Yeah. Um, and I will say before we really get into it, it's like someone pulled back this clip and I'm like, God damn it, man. The more we look back on Becky's recent run, how good it was when she was sitting there in the rain and didn't boot. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Even if Liv beat me after a month, you turn on her too, because that's how you are. God damn it, Becky, you're good. God damn, she's good. But yeah, no, it's, uh, and obviously like SmackDown was a weird experience from the Liv promo through the woman's gauntlet because obviously they're in South Carolina. That is definitely Rousey country. So they were a little rowdy for their Ronda and they really took it out on Liv uh, with the you tapped out chance. Uh, I thought Liv handled it okay. They even let her swear, but you know what? It's uh, it's not it's not great. It's not ideal what you want. You brought this up last week that it is a concern that could happen. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen everywhere because as we saw throughout that match, like then we got like Liv Morgan champs randomly during the match, like the gauntlets. So it's just like that crowd was all over the place. But you know what? Wrestling fans, like you are probably the biggest heat of the week because this is why we don't always get nice things because you cry about things for years. Then you get it. And you still cry. This is why Vince McMahon always went, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want. You don't want Roman? Screw it. You know, because when they give us what we want, you ruin it. So, you know, just it is what it is. But I'm sure Nestle wants to try to take a victory lap here and be like, he's the best. But, yeah, I think it's a bunch of mouth breathers down there. So that's uh, take that with a grain of salt. So here's here's my here's my thing. I think that we are we are on two different sides of this, obviously. But I think that we're obviously arguing about different things. And I just want to, I want to preface that. I don't have a problem with Liv Morgan, the wrestler or the entertainer. Like I want to see her do well. What I think was a disservice. And I want to stress this. What I think was a disservice was the ending to SummerSlam. I think they had to find a creative way to get Rhonda out, let her take some time. And they had to do it that way. I just believe to my core it is harder for a babyface to tap out and re- come back from that unless you've had years of experience and you've had enough investment from the crowd and they they love you anyway. That's not to say that Liv doesn't have that, but Liv is still young in her career and Liv still hasn't had the opportunities to have stuff like this. She will take this opportunity as a learning experience and get it to something that will make sense. So I'm, I'm excited for that. But what I had a problem with last week is I said, it's hard for a baby face to tap. The crowd will turn on her because that's what they do. And I was correct at that particular point. Someone even made it, I think Wes made a comment saying, is Nestle in the crowd? But the fact- Yeah, he was in the crowd. That's the only reason it happened. Yeah, exactly. Nobody could have had that. So it actually scared me that there was more people like me. That, 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 no, that's what scares that me scares, too. That it scared reminded me. me that there really are a bunch of fucking- Nestle type smarks that you know they just they can't help themselves. No, but here's but here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I, this is and I really want this to be an educational moment for everybody. Oh boy, here I'm we go. serious. You guys are attacking the idea of oh, and, and I, maybe I am different from these people that were booing in a way. At least this is my brain. You're saying fickle people, and I, I understand that they're booing. But here's that's just because Daniel Bryan, right? No, but I mean, like you're saying, <laughs> oh, this is why we can't have nice things. I tend to agree with you from a certain standpoint of that argument. But my my difference here, my opinion is I'm not looking at it from, oh my God, get the title off of her. I'm looking at it like you fucked her bad on SummerSlam and it's hard you put her in a bad position to succeed when she's already had a harder road anyway 
to overcome. And you said it great last week. Like you were describing all these things that were wonderful about her and how she got to the mountaintop. But again, we've, I think you'll agree with me on this. It's a double-edged it's, sword, 100%. It, and, it, I and, it's, and it's hard that once you have the title, it's different. You're in a yes. different thing than climbing to that category. Now she's up in that category. She has to do something different. And that was her first outing. And again, I'm not saying live is the problem. I'm saying the finish was the problem. You could have had a double pin, a roll up in some weird way, but nobody should tap out if you're a baby face, especially, like I said, if you don't have that in there. Because now she's sitting there going, gee, golly, gosh, she said, shit, great. But it's hard for her because like I said, she has a connection with a portion of the crowd, right? Not the whole crowd, but a large portion of the crowd. But then there's the a-holes that you saw on last Friday night that come out with the boo birds. And now you've lost probably the louder portion of the live Morgan fans because they want to be fickle. Right. And that's to me, you could have done, you could have just made this different. You could have made this entire thing different. And I think that's what I wanted to take a lap on because I couldn't believe that it actually happened. That somebody said, you tapped out, you tapped out. The crowd started booing her. It just felt like it was, it was a mess. The whole thing's a mess. And, and honestly, I think Liv Morgan deserves a do-over because she's doing great. But what she's being handed is what's screwing this entire thing up. And again, it won't well, matter in a couple of weeks or months or whatever, but she needs a strong win. She needs an well, absolutely strong win. They obviously made it a big deal about naming her number one contender, and she's getting Ronda Jr. So uh, I'm curious to see people's reactions uh, when she pins Shayna clean as a sheet because I think that they're probably going to do that as a reaction. And then obviously people like they're looking like triple H has come in and made it a thing to be like the people that were perceived to being held down by Vince. He is making an extra effort like Shayna and Champa, for example, to make them look good and give them an opportunity. But like we saw with Champa, that doesn't mean they need to win a title. So I look for something similar uh, here with this, but I did like that it was, uh, there was a gauntlet for it. And it got kind of, cause we kind of look at the two divisions. The raw division feels way stronger than sure. the SmackDown division. That's part of the reason why I think they're like, you know what? Let's just put Liv as the champion over here and take her from raw to try to bolster this and try to work on the contenders. So at least like they were able to showcase a large portion of their division this week. So they're, they're, but they have a lot of young uh, young superstars on SmackDown, like the Raquels, the Shotzis, the Zayas, the Aaliyahs. Like, these are all very, like, freshly to the main roster type superstars. So uh, I think someone like Natalia obviously is going to help with that. And Shane has been around a lot enough. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But, yeah, no, it definitely, like, I mean, between this and then the freaking, like, the the grabbies that, you know, want to, you know, take close pictures with uh people who you know and just be like i paid 130 dollars to touch a woman it's like oh that's not really how it works that's not you how can, that works and i'm fairly certain that's illegal but you know whatever yeah so it's just like between that it's like man some of you guys like it's obviously it's such a it's a small percentage but it's just like you know sometimes you just gotta get out of your own way i did i know what i was gonna say this for my hope but i'm gonna blow this here because i feel like it's adjacent to what we're talking about okay okay all Let's right so it. here's here's what my original hope was gonna be i think if I had if I had to sit here and think about this for a moment, I don't like the finish of uh, of what happened on SummerSlam with her tapping out. You know, I get that. But if you needed to take a negative and make it a positive, like somebody had to have known that that finish was going to get that reaction immediately on Friday. They somebody had to have been that smart to know that was going to be a thing, right? If you see a tweet from Rhea Ripley, she enticed Liv to go, see, see, 
they will turn on you. And all I could think about was, here you go, man. But like, it's hard because you could you could potentially do that. You could you could have well, what if that. I thought I saw someone throw this out, um, and I thought it was an interesting point. What if all this is by design because they want to turn live heel? Yeah. Somehow, like it's just like so. This would make sense because now, like, it's the typical thing you see all the time. Is this is how you turn a popular baby face? When the crowd turns on you, then you go, "Well, fuck you guys!" Like you're fickle, you know. It, pretty much exactly what happened with Bailey. Remember when Bailey came out in a sling and got booed out of the building? It was way worse than this. It was super uncomfortable. She's trying to cut hard from her promo, and they booed her out of the fucking building when she was in a sling, and that obviously led to this new Bailey. So it's just like. You know, it's something that's on the table. I don't think they're going that route right away. That could be the more once, maybe if she loses the title in a few months or whatever, that's something uh, where they go to. But it's certainly something to think about. It does cross my mind that they, I think that she had the sling. They booed her. It, like, it, there's a lot of similarities that with Liv, there might be more money with her being a heel. Down the line, I think I so. Th- I think she can pull it off. So, I mean, I, again, if they keep her a baby face, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a real rough go. I I think I do think that a part of it, like I made the jokes about South Carolina, but legitimately that is kind of like Rousey country. Um, Rousey, obviously, like it's one of those things like she is a polarizing superstar. But as we see with all of them, there are some places where they like just they're a name. Ronda is a huge name. So obviously, like, I think that's part of it. If Liv, if they had that same finish at SummerSlam, but Shayna Baszler was the person Liv was facing. I don't know if you'd have the outcry that you had. I think part of it definitely is because it's more of a risk when you have a Ronda Rousey who is just like, everyone knows who she is. So and she it's didn't definitely, lose. And when she lost, she was upset. So, I yeah. mean. So, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely an interesting thing. But I think there's a lot of things to keep an eye on here. Speaking speaking of rough goes, Nestle here. Back from Dupree's yet? Oh, <laughs> they blocked him. <laughs> to be honest, so the, for those that don't know, I lost a, uh, a, a SummerSlam predictions bet with our boy Ray Ray. I was uh, then ordered to take uh, photographs for maximum male models. I have not heard back from any of the Duprees. You can uh, see them on Twitter. They are uh, something. They are they are worth it. Uh, special thanks to my wife who and you know sat there and took those things because uh, she was like, "Why are you doing this? You have to do this." And I said, "It's it's a bet." A bet's a bet, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep the onus on the Ness. So uh, there they are; they're out. Go follow at Jobberknocker on Twitter, uh, and please harass Max Dupree. Let him know, or if you want to put me on, you know, full blast, go right ahead. You might be more likely to get a response from Maxine because her followers a little smaller right now. Okay, um, I mean, so. if you want to, I have not quote tweeted her. If you want to go quote tweet uh, Maxine right now, go right ahead and say uh, I think Nestle should be part of the maximum male models. That'd be great. What? what? You called I don't me. Know. I, I would be like, hey, you know what? I think you should look at these photos and make fun of him and reject him from the maximum mailbox. I mean, either way, to that me. Would, I would be the more I'm taking a negative and turning it into a positive, baby. I, I you know what? And, and there's nothing they can say that's going to put me in the fetal position. So you know what? Have at it. Have at it. I would I would welcome a Dupree, uh, you know, compliment. Or Dupree. some type of tongue lashing, I guess. But it's fine. Sorry, I've got water. Do you want me to do water too? All right, where are we in this program? Hopeful? Uh, if we're done with heat, we can go to yeah, the Yeah, let's go. Glorious, you're my only hope. I'll go first, Nestlemania. We talked about the underwhelming brackets for the women's tag team tourney, and that got me thinking. It's like, you know, we've been seeing all these former, like, Triple H NXT successes, uh, 
you know, coming back, like some of the ones that aren't with pretty much AW, which is the only place that really has the guaranteed contracts. So, like, none of those are really realistic. Uh, so I was thinking, I was like, there is someone who kind of retired from wrestling, but then did not, and has been uh, doing a thing over in Japan, and was one half of one of the better women's tag teams in the uh, tag title era, and that is da, da, Adventure Time with JC, Kyrie Sane. That's my hope. Let's get Kyrie Sane back. So I'm looking at all these returns here, and Dexter Lewis, eh, Karrion Cross, eh, Scarlet, thumbs up. Uh, obviously, Dakota Kai, big thumbs up. Uh, EO Sky getting called up, thumbs up, all that, yada, yada. But I'm like, man, the Kabuki Warriors were an awesome team. Kyrie Sane has always been one of my favorites, one of the best flying elbows ever, if not the best. Um, and her and Asuka had great chemistry. They had a great look. They had a great moveset. Uh, they had those great feuds with Sasha and Bailey. And I'm like, you know what? Looking at that bracket, I am so underwhelmed that them reuniting, and even Asuka kind of tweeted about it. Obviously, she got bliss, but it just, and Kyrie responded to Asuka, like, with pictures of them together. Like, that would be really cool, and we know she had such a great relationship with Triple H, so I'm sure that door would be open that it doesn't obviously have to happen right away, but I would like, at some point in the future, for Kyrie saying to return to WWE, reunite with Asuka, and reunite the Kabuki Warriors. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Well, that's lovely. I love her, so I, I'm all for pirate treasure. It's fun. Just the way she came out. There's some whimsical feeling you oh. had. She just was great. Remember what you get with the title and the yeah, treasure yeah, chest? Yeah, oh. That was good stuff. The best. Good stuff. Uh, my hope is very, 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 very specific. I'm just going to keep yelling it into the atmosphere. I've done this before, but it, it bears repeating now. Is um, This week on SmackDown, they were treating Sami Zayn like shit. And I kept looking at it, and I'm like, the main thing here that I took away from this entire thing was Jey Uso being like, you got to pull your weight, Sammy. You got to pull your weight. You got to do something. You got to impress us, da 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 What I think may potentially happen here, Sammy Zayn does challenge theory for that briefcase, gets the briefcase, and says, now look, I am protecting. I am the... I am the protector of the tribal chief. I have superseded. I am not just the honorary ooze. I am the protector of that tribal cuck. I am the I am the protector of both of those championships. And I think that right there could be really cool if we're not going to stick with theory. If Triple H has just a, another feeling of stuff. I also feel like there's a chance that Roman Reigns doesn't necessarily get to pick who beats him. But I think he probably has some say in how it goes down. And I feel like he just loves Sami Zayn so much that... We're going to look back on this and be like, maybe this whole thing was for Sammy. You know what I mean? Like, Sammy Zayn could become a monumental babyface again if he just turns on the bloodline, cashes in on Roman Reigns to break that entire thing up, even if it's accidental. I'm interested in this because I think that there's so many legs. Like, we would had the Otis thing and then the Miz one in the court. That was cool. Miz got his one-day championship or one-week championship reign. That's wonderful. But, God damn it. I think Sami Zayn, even if it was for one day, still cool. Still a cool moment for him. I just, there's something there with the Usos. They're going to turn on Sami Zayn. He's, he's due. He's absolutely due. Because honestly, Sami Zayn and Triple H and that NXT following, if you're going to go back to that, we always talked about this. Sami Zayn was so close to being like a Ricky Steamboat. He was just like a beloved, sympathetic baby face. So that's what I'm looking for here. I think it's going to be well, fun. I'm going to ricochet off your uh, hope here because you got my juices flowing when you said he had to prove himself. And obviously we talked about a little earlier how Gunther and Nakamura is this week on SmackDown. So maybe Gunther just gets the clean win. And at Clash of the Castle, 
Sami Zayn has to prove himself and try to bring more gold back to the bloodline. Gunther versus Zayn for the IC title at Clash of the Castle. I, I think that would be a great match that the crowd would absolutely love. He would obviously then lose, officially get booted out of the bloodline. So, Nestle, man, I think you're out of something. But uh, as usual, I take a little detour off your hope. That's make okay. it better. That's fine. That's fine. That's uh, that's what progress says. Anyway, Bertsky said, I had, it's nice to see a hope that didn't involve Von Wagner. Uh, look, Von Wagner had a great outing uh, in the street fight. Uh, hey, who NXT. won the match, WrestleMania? Solo. And I, I, I was wrong. You know what? I was, when I was watching NXT, I couldn't help but laugh because everything, everything I, I predicted happened. Everything you predicted was wrong, yeah. including the women's tag champs. Shout out Casey and Caden. Uh, very happy uh, that they won. But uh, we'll get to NXT in a little bit. But it was uh, I, I, did, I did enjoy that. You know, but Vaughn, he did his job. Hey, he did he I will say, my, you know what was funny? And here's the thing. To be honest, Bertsky, I kind of want to disown Vaughn Wagner a little bit because he didn't say dumbass. He had the Ooh, perfect opportunity. True. He was beating him down. Couldn't call him dumbass. Didn't call him dumbass. So, just saying. Is what it is. So, Should we go to the comeback? Let's get comebacky. Speaking of Triple H, guys, Kevin Owens finally made his return to Monday Night Raw. We finally got the payoff between KO to Ezekiel, kind of, except for it was really Ezekiel got the jobber entrance, and KO sent him to the Shadow Realm for likely what will be yet another repackage. But more importantly, KO... Goes full back into his badass healery. We expect a monster push for KO, probably back to the main event, and less of the goofy KO, which, as much as I love that, we also love prize fighting KO. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Lashley KO A feud uh, down the line here to kind of be the centerpiece of Raw, because I think those two would have a hard hidden affair. But uh, yeah, no, KO's definitely going to get my comeback. He's a stud. But I did want to mention that uh, Ezekiel does seem like he's going to be repackaged for like the 18th time. Ah, that poor bastard. That poor bastard. But anyway, uh, Bertsky does, because since you said something about uh, KO, I want to bring this up. Uh, Bertsky says, what if the Usos turn on Sammy? He seeks back up in KO. You add another legit tag team to challenge them. KO, I think, could fill, or could kill Zeke. So what, what's his direction next? So I don't yeah. disagree. That was my disagree. hope a couple months ago that they'd be the tag team to uh, dethrone. I believe it was after WrestleMania that they'd be the tag team to dethrone the Usos. So I still think that'd be great because we know KO and Sammy would be great together. But it sure feels like by what happened on Friday and Monday that that isn't at least in the near future. Mm-hmm. And also, what is it? Uh, Lefty says, does KO have more than two original moves in his moves? All right, Frank, you're blocked. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. Moron. Blocked. Wow. I'm not going to block him. I like I like trolls. Uh, well, his his favorite wrestler in the whole world is Finn Balor, who you size shame. So, I do like him in leather pants, though. Well, that's just because you like men in leather pants. Anyway, moving on to my comeback, I'm going to give it to Shayna Baszler because I was shocked that she won because I could not believe out of everybody in that match that she. I thought Raquel was going to win the whole damn thing. Uh, but uh, they gave it to Shayna Baszler. Obviously, we talked about Triple H stuff. I would love to see her beat Liv, and then we have the Shayna and Ronda match. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think. That what are we talking about with Karrion Cross and Samoa no, Joe? No, I know. Bell I know. But here's. The I thing. love Shayna too until the bell rings. I just. And I, I wait for it to ring again. <laughs> yeah, wake you up is what it does. Yeah. It's a second alarm clock. Her NXT run, it just was like it was. I don't know. It's a, it's a. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think. I think by having Shayna win, they're trying to legitimize her victory over Ronda through beating Yeah, and I Shayna think this again. is good for Shayna, too. We agree that Shayna needs to be presented better, and this is the first bit of momentum. Right, of course. Bursky asking for a ban. No thanks, ban. No, we're not doing that. Uh, but anyway. Ban Frank. No, Hashtag ban Frank. Frank is always welcome, all right? Oh, God. I don't care. Ice cold takes, hot takes, medium takes, warm takes, don't matter. Love it all. Love it all. 
He's welcome uh. anytime. Any freaking time. All right, time to get to the big old finish. we got a lot to talk about here with NXT and AEW and maybe anything else miscellaneous we forgot. Would you like to start there, Mr. Uh, NXT? Or yeah, well, uh, SmackDown, uh, Gunther and uh, Knock, as we said. On Raw, we have another, there'll probably be a women's tag match on SmackDown, but we don't know what it is. Do drop Nikki ASH, Alex and Oscar for Raw. Also, Riddle will return on Raw. And what we expect will set up a Riddle-Rollins match at Class of the Castle. Clash at the Castle, so you have that to look forward to. But, uh, you know, let's go to NXT first. Uh, there's not a ton announced for tonight, but uh, we do have a new type of match that I don't know if we've seen in uh, ever for a long time, but Wesley and Trick Williams Part 2 will be a rounds match in WrestleMania. I don't ever like these things. I think that they are so far away from what I think is traditional wrestling. And again, I'm all for progress and moving in a different direction. But when you pause a match, I don't. If I'm gonna go watch boxing and MMA, I'm gonna go watch boxing and MMA. MMA, excuse me. I, I just, I can't. I cannot. Like, I understand they're trying to do the Muhammad Ali pose and the whole thing. Like, I get. I that. think they're just leaning into his boxing background. No, I understand. But, I understand. But honestly, here's the thing. Here's here's the problem that I have with Trick Williams. He's a great side piece. For Carmelo, but when he has to do something on his own, I think that's when I've lost interest. Like, he's a good number two man, and you can make a living off of that. Don't, don't, don't bother going out of that. In my opinion, and well, we say that now, but it's again, it's like I think that's a little unfair because we've never seen it. Who knows? Maybe he could be. All we've seen him is as the sidekick. At some point, he's going to get an opportunity, and they're slowly doing it. So, I mean, you give everyone a chance. We'll see how it goes. I mean. He, maybe he won't be. We don't know that, but I mean, they like he's clearly a talented talker. So I think it's a little unfair to kind of like set his ceiling before we've even seen it. Wesley needs to leave NXT and tag back up and impact because this is just. I feel like he's doing a lot of great work when I'm watching him. But then what? Like, there's, I just feel like he's never gonna get like unless he's getting a real shot against Carmelo Hayes. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think that's what this leads to is that he probably will get a match. But again, yeah, it is. It is. He's in a tough spot, but I'm at least interested to see how they do it because NXT usually handles things well. Um, but then we have two women's matches, as you see on the screen there. We have Cora Jade and Zoe Stark. Uh, and then we have Nikita Lyons versus Kiana James. I don't care about either of these matches. I really don't. I am I I mean Cora Jade has my attention because I think this heel turn is interesting. Zoe Stark puts me to sleep. Kiana James we haven't seen enough of yet. Obviously uh, they're just Fiendner and Nikita. Uh, it's, it's also weird because Nikita and Zoe are in a tag team on the main roster now, so that's weird. But if you look at the other thing on the screen, it's not a match. It's like a thing. But I would love this D'Angelo Santos thing. So they're having another. I don't know if it's like a sit down or whatever they're calling it. But uh, final one on one accord, whatever. That yes, because I've enjoyed these segments. So uh, I'm that always has my attention. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. I love, absolutely love when we talk about, you know, Escobar and Tony D and the whole thing. I thought it was great. Uh, they had a great moment at the end of NXT there with that four, you know, four on four. And then, you know, Escobar came back and everybody had smiles and he was beating everybody up. I, I'm excited for this because I think a babyface legato does a better job, in my opinion, because of their, the way they can all wrestle. Right, like that crowd loves Santos yeah. too. Like they've been, even when they were heels, like they got a lot of attention down there. So there's definitely a, I mean, Santos. Like I mean, I've said this before, but he, I feel like if he was a little bigger, he's exactly what they wanted Andrade to be. Mm. But it's just like he's just there's not really that language barrier with him, which I think does give him an extra opportunity to really succeed. But I think he can really fill that road, like that role that Rey Mysterio is going to be leaving is he's going to be gone at some point, and they're going to look for someone to cement themselves as that that top like 
Mexican type star that they, they want that. And I think Santos is a guy who can do that. So yeah. And I, again, eloquent speaker, both languages. Yeah, he's very so, good. And I think Ale- uh, Alex, 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 Electra, Electra, excuse me. Uh, she's a great, she's a great addition to that entire thing anyway. And I think she's, she's got a lot of legs there when it comes to what she can do. And of course that tag team, you know, they're great, but I, it's like one of those, like the centerpiece is Santos for a reason, you know? And I think yeah. that's great. But Tony D did a great job. Now he's, here's my thing. Does Tony D get two more people? You know, like, does he continue Ooh. to get more people to have that four on four? Is that, we're going to get war games with, you know, you know, with, uh, you know, Electra and some other woman. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it'll last this long. I feel like uh, D'Angelo and Santos will have some type of match at uh, whatever one heat wave. heat wave. Yeah. I feel like the payoff will be there and then they'll go their separate ways. But yeah, it will be interesting for sure. Do we want to uh, talk about AEW now? Sure. If you'd like to go over to, to AEW, we can. I've got to edit this up. Hold What's on. the name of this stupid gimmick? Wake by the lake. God, they, they, their, their naming gets worse and worse. As you see there, the main event is uh, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho for the AEW Interim World title, which, you know, this is the rematch we all wanted. Not. Sarcasm. Yeah. You excited for this one? I, I am not excited to watch Chris Jericho do anything anymore. Uh, that, I, yeah. I, that sucks because he is like top two, top three for me ever. Like, I, I am a diehard Chris Jericho fan. Will always be in a certain way. The longer he goes, it's like the Rolling Stones. The longer they fucking go, the the more I want to miss him. I just, it's done. Yeah, I will say the one positive is that at least Moxley's uh, fighting someone we've actually heard of this week and not just handpicking random opponents that don't even work for AEW. Uh, but that's that. You see the other big graphic there is the coffin match between Darby Allen and Brody King. This has kind of been brewing. I know a lot of people are excited for it. I still like Brody King still hasn't really got me yet, but uh, I'm always in for a Darby Allen match. I don't know if he's lost a coffin match yet. So I feel like the, the, the idea would be to pick Darby Allen to win because it makes sense. And, then, and Brody already fought Moxley, so I feel like they've already done his, and now he's just going to go back to what he was. Yeah. I don't know, I, I, out of everything on this card here, this is what I'm interested in. You know, that has my attention. It's, um, it's I do think, yeah, and I, I do I do actually think the best match for that will be Lucha Brothers versus Andrade and uh, Roosh. Um, I still like, eh, I'm meh. It obviously doesn't have much meaning, but I do think we'll probably watch this match and be like, holy shit, that was really good. Yeah, and I think that's it's just fun. Like that, that yeah. that's what it is. It's going to be fucking awesome and fun. It has no reason that they've really explained it. It's going to be fucking awesome though. That's yeah. And then uh, in typical AEW fashion on uh, Madison rain signed last week, gets a title shot this week. Um, I think she's someone who uh, is probably going to be working with closely with Jade uh, for the near future to kind of help her hone her skills. So I think that uh, it makes sense, but it's uh it's just another notch in the belt, I would assume. And then FTR does a thing. I assume some tag team will interrupt them at some point or they'll have to give up their titles because he's got a torn labrum. I don't know. Something. Well, who knows? Maybe they make a trio with someone because we do have... It's weird. This trios tournament is supposed to culminate in a couple weeks at the pay-per-view, but we haven't even seen like a bracket yet. So there obviously we know it seems like it's going to be uh, the Undisputed Era is uh, back together. It sure seems like it'll be Hangman and the Bucks. We have the best friends who will probably be one. House of Black, I would assume, will be one. Darby and Stain will probably make a friend. Um, but it's just, you know, I mean, Danhausen, Danhausen FCR. I'm all for it. I'd love to see it, but who knows if they actually do it. But I think that'd be a lot of fun. 
Uh, I don't care about six anything. Like it's just that uh, the six person tag, six man tag titles. It's just get it off. Just get how it off about this WrestleMania? Because you know we had that other new title, the All Atlantic Championship, and guess who hasn't been on TV since he won it? Pac. He defends it on Dark every week. So it'd be great if they made a trio title and would never be on TV because we'd never have to see it. Yeah, look, I don't care for it. I it just there's too many titles. We we can talk about this all fucking day. We but just, do we we assume it's gonna go to the undisputed elite just so you know you can make Adam Cole happy, who probably has. Two Super FOMO that he signed a five-year deal. FOMO, yeah, yeah. Well, well that's the thing, and I, I actually want to talk about this quickly before we get off, because it's like we've seen that Triple H has re-signed the people that hadn't been signed, and like I said, like I thought the Dakota one was a great one as someone I wanted back, but Cross and Loomis, I'm kind of like, eh, I do want to see Gargano, but I feel like the big ones I would have loved to see get a shot under Triple H would have been Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, Malachi Black, Miro, Andrade, but they're all on like five-year deals in AEW. So it's just like, I know everyone's being like, oh, Triple H is bringing all these people back. I'm just like, well, the best ones are already signed. So I feel like we're getting like the second course guys that are coming back. So I don't want them to go too crazy because I think there's plenty of people that are signed on the regular roster already who don't get used that I'd love to see get an opportunity. So... I'm sure that Keith Lee is probably wishing he waited. I'm sure that Adam Cole is wishing he waited. I mean, maybe not because he loves his friends and he loves video games. Yeah. He may not be able to do it. So, but do we think he's getting that AEW World Title anytime soon? Probably not. Omega's going to come back, and suddenly, uh, you know, uh, he's not going to be Tony Khan's favorite anymore. I mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to discuss there. I mean, there really is. But I mean, we could talk about this for hours. I just feel like Miro and uh, here's the thing: Andrade's smart enough to get out of that contract somehow. Like I, he's the one that I'm thinking like he could play both sides. He he's fine. Like I'm not worried about Andrade. As a matter of fact, I would, I would say in, within the next two years, he's gone. I, I don't know how, but he seems like he's a disruptor enough that he could go fine. He has something. been there a lot enough that I don't know what his deal is, but it's the big ones are like the Adam Cole, right, Keith Lee and, and Swerve who have right. just signed and Miro. We know just signed a new deal, but I did actually Miro said in an interview, he's like, He's like, I don't want to travel full time anymore. He's like, I honestly almost retired after this contract because he's like, I don't want to be on the road four or five days a week. He's like, I got my hot wife and my money and my acting career now. He's like, I don't need to be doing this full time. So it seems like he's kind of in a transition anyways. Um, so the WWE schedule probably wouldn't work for him anyways. But some of these other guys, it's like, I mean, House of Black, like, again, it's one of those things like, oh, it's cool. But how often do we see it? I think we've seen Murphy in like one match on TV yeah. since they signed him like six months ago. So. Yeah. And the suck part is, is like not like not that not that Vince was a super size shamer, but it's just like Triple H will find a way to make everybody Matter. seem important. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the thing that like nobody could have predicted what we were gonna get, you know, like a year ago. So yeah, you had to make the best decision at that moment. So they all made the best decision for themselves, but they're now gonna they're now gonna care about. Yeah, well, it'll be one? interesting to see because obviously we know Tony. Gave the tag titles to Swerve and Lee, but it's it's curious. I would assume that that's why the Undisputed Era is going to get the trios titles because Tony Khan needs to make people happy. But here's the thing, like, he has way too many fucking people. He has way too many people. I know, but it's just it's like that. We know the match is going to be Heyman and the Bucks versus those guys, and that'll probably lead when they lose to an Omega return, like, because it seems like he would be back by now, so... That's all that. But yeah, no, there is. It's it's a loaded roster. So it'll be interesting to see how he can, if he just keeps creating titles, be like, hey, Pac, I know you've been really sad you didn't have a title. I'm going to give you one, but you're going to wrestle on Dark every week. But you'll still have a title. It's kind of like a Cruiserweight Championship, if you ask me. And you know what? I said at the time, I like the king of the Cruiserweights, I don't ever think Pac will be better than this. And I don't think that's a bad thing because I think he made that the best it could be. And it was amazing. But I was like, I don't believe this guy in anything beyond this. 
Frank saying Trito's title, they can barely keep the tag division alive. Wow. This Frank guy. I like I him. mean, I mean. He ain't wrong. The he best wrong. tag team is holding the minor league tag titles. It doesn't get a shot at them. So that whole thing is a mess. I, I actually kind of agree with that. It's a mess. It, it's, it's, it's bad. Like it's, what a world we live in if the world spins a different way different access and now tony khan is the bad guy like how how fucking weird is that gonna be well all the all the hit pieces now that this is gone they're all coming out on tony khan by people which is whatever but i want to put you on the spot here quickly before we sign off of the four major shows raw smackdown nxcaw rank them one to four in terms of favorite to least favorite at this current moment for me favorite yes. wise i would put aw last same i would put then nxt then i would put smackdown and i'd put raw I'd go NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AEW. We're on the same page. AEW for me, it just, they cluttered themselves. It's just like, I don't know. In this show also, they're suffering from not having MJF, I think. But it's just like, they have a lot of pieces where they should be fine without it. But they're just not doing it well. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It's a mess. NXT, I just think is fun. And then Raw and SmackDown have been pretty, uh, pretty consistent. Yeah, look, I mean, honestly, NXT has done a really good job. Like, I think it's just a fun show. I get yeah. why people, it's not their favorite. Yeah. But for me, like, it's the two hours a week where I have the most fun watching wrestling. Is NXT. I, I think it depends, like, honestly, and this is, again, this is why an opinion-based argument is so odd. It's, for me, it's more of a, it's like, what do you like, right? Like, it, for me, if you asked me, like, what to curate for you, I'd be like, well, what do you like? Because if you like wrestling, just wrestling, AEW's one. Like, it, there's no there's no comparison. It might not be for long, though. These other shows have a lot of, I mean, NXT's always had a lot, too, but that's, they go with the extreme with the characters yeah, as well. That's so that's fair. But again, like, you know, it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. anyway, if you ever want to go check out anything for AEW, make sure you check out this guy who just called me a weak take. Thank you. Appreciate that. I mean, that, that, that literally could be from anything you said. In this yeah, time I know. Program. I know. Joe Pollock. Uh, taking Shout a, out the Joe stopper. Read the Joe, we love on the Joe. He does a great job on uh, jobberknocker.com every single week doing the, uh, the stuff with the uh, AEW doing a great write up there. The Joe stopper one of a kind. As, as well as Dom and Dom's uh, associate. Uh, they also, uh, Conway and Dom also do an NJP podcast on YouTube. So go over and check out the Jobber Knocker there if you want to get up to date on everything New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we have a lot of great people here that do a lot of great things. So make sure you support all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Five stars, five flams on uh, podcasting platforms. Tpublic.com slash Jobberknocker. There is a Nestle Curse shirt and a Tribal Cuck shirt that have just dropped, as well as all our old designs. Uh, like you said, the website, uh, Twitter, follow everyone, Facebook, Instagram, we're there as well. So, uh, but yeah, we always want to hear your opinions. We love having them in the chat live on the podcast, but anytime you can tweet at any of us or all of us on Twitter, if you just want to have a discussion, we're here for it. So. On that note, we hope you enjoyed this version of the Jabberknocker podcast. I will be back next week with somebody Oh, yeah. Else. I'm not here next week, guys. That's right. So I will have another, another vacation. Another vacation, and I have a mystery. Vegas, baby. Vegas. We might get a call in. We'll, we'll see. Anyway, on that note, we from hope you en- Yeah, from the pool. On that note, we hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week on the Jabberknocker. <laughs>